0: This week on Lead One, it's the power of know and the art of using it.
1: Welcome to the Lead One Podcast, where our mission is to lead leaders through leadership. The goal is to get 1% better every day. Let's see what Drew and the guys have to say.
0: All right, so welcome back to Lead One Podcast. Let's get 1% better today. I've got Brandon with us and Sam Buck. So, This week's topic is the power of no, and I think equally as important is the art of using it. Um, And I think for most of us, when we hear that, it immediately has kind of a negative connotation to it, Um, and I think that this may be difficult for some leaders. And what put it in perspective for me was actually a story from a pastor um, after he had delivered what I'm sure was a great sermon, a lady approached him um, after he exited the pulpit and insisted that she had to meet with him. And he said, I can't meet with you, but we have someone that can. And she insisted that it, it had to be him. And of course, she kept offering various times that they could get together. And he finally told her, the reason I can't meet with you is the reason that you love our church. And it kind of hit me. And what he meant by that is that he had certain categorical no's in place. One of those things was that he didn't grant a yes of his time to just anybody that requested it. He had a bigger role in the organization. He said the problem is, is if you do that, then a yes to all requests affect the organization, which ultimately affects the people in the organization that think they need to meet with you. So his role in the church was not meeting with every single person that requested his time because that would take away from what he contributed to the church, which ultimately was the reason that this particular lady loved a, about him and the church. Um, so that kind of put it in perspective for me. What are your guys' thoughts? I think when um, when you
1: brought— uh when we when we decided to go with this topic i you know i, insta- I instantly talked uh, thought about family and setting boundaries between uh you know the parents and the kids um and it made me really think about and 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 dive into how to how to say no without saying no you know i knew the importance of no i knew um that boundaries needed to be set in that dynamic um and 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 it just made me think of like and what what what's creative ways to just say no without saying it, you know. So I, right. a lot of my research went down that rabbit hole. What'd you what'd you find? I think I think when we when we get to to that part, we can okay. we can talk about it. Okay, I was intri- I was intrigued. Oh yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> well, uh, my perspective
2: was about uh, when you say no, uh, what a, it was in reverse, so to speak. So. Uh, when I'm saying yes to something, what am I saying no to and when I'm saying no to something, what am I actually saying yes to so i I feel like knowing that power uh or or knowing exactly what my intentions are or what i'm you know what i'm what my answer really is or what I'm willing to give up at that moment helps me to make a decision on what I'm saying yes and no to um and then in turn, I also kind of looked at uh, identity from an identity standpoint. If I, if I have the ability to say no, that means I have an identity. I know what I am. I know what I'm going to do. You know, I know what I want to do. A lot of times when you say yes to everything, you don't really have an identity yet. What do you mean? So if, I, if I'm saying yes to everything, that means I'm trying to find where it is I'm trying to be. I'm just taking everything on in hopes that something comes out that fits me. But if I know who I am, if I'm a basketball player and someone says, hey, why don't you come out and play soccer with us? No, I'm going to the gym. If somebody says, oh, let's go run some routes, uh, some, uh, run the route tree. No, I'm going to shoot some free throws.
0: You know what I'm saying? I, I have an identity. Sure. So, I think I think that's that's establishing a priority. Absolutely. So when it comes to you know managing your time managing your schedule you if you don't have those priorities set then how do you know what to say yes to and what to say no so the basketball player's priority is basketball exactly um you know i heard this one time that and and it kind of falls in line with what you said sam is no one's ever going to ask you to accomplish your top priorities mm-hmm. when they're asking something of you it typically is on because of their agenda, or it is helping accomplish their priorities. So I think if you view every decision with kind of that mindset, um, that helps that helps guide you in what you say yes and what you say no to.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, just having just having um,
1: you know goals in front of you um, makes it easier to say no. You know what I mean? Right. I was, uh, um, you know, I. And I'm sorry that I always think about my family, but that's the first business in my life. Right, Um not wrong with that. Uh, but my daughter is, you know, she's finding the word no. You know what I mean? She's flexing yeah. that no muscle <laughs> now. So it was... Um,
0: I, you, you're going to hope one day she keeps using that word. Yeah, hope so, <laughs> hope so,
1: hope so. Um, not towards me, but, you know, <laughs> towards, towards the things that she needs to. So I taught her how to say um what's my options when i say when i say no to her so now i say no to her and she says what's my options right and and now i i don't want to keep saying the word no to her but i need to say no because she wants everything she wants everything on a platter she wants <laughs> everything right so um when I was looking up the art of saying no and without saying no it was like four different categories well, but three different categories I came across. It says reference a commitment. You know what I mean? Um I go to the gym every day at 12 at, at lunchtime. So me saying no to going to lunch with you or Sam I I could just say you know I you know I go to the gym at lunch. You know what I mean, so I'm basically saying no because I already got a commitment, right, it's your uh, priority, yeah, and then they have um the other the other uh category was counter offer mm-hmm. saying no, and this is what you were you were saying uh I don't have time now, but I have time whenever whenever I have time right um and then the the last one was um just saying that you um it says categorical. No, that's what it says. But it was like, um, I, you know, I don't drink on the on. I don't drink on the weekdays. And you're saying no to going the happy hour with the team or something like that. Right. You know what I mean. Right. So, so it's a whole bunch of different ways to say no without saying no. And I thought that was um, um, powerful to me. Because I got to figure out how to say no to my daughter without saying no. <laughs> right. You know right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, a couple of
2: things you said that kind of sparked some uh, conversation for me. One, knowing how to say no is all, to me, without saying no, is sometimes powerful uh, in the event of you give the options of what you could do. Right. Like uh, if you go to a car dealership, right, and you got a good salesperson in front of you and they say, you say, I want that car and they know that car isn't available, they can say, well, here are all the options that I have. They've literally told you no. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one thing. And I think one of the other things that you said reminded me when you talk about commitment. Um, when you truly have a commitment to something, it's easier to say no to some stuff. Like you say, you go to the gym what, one, at lunchtime. We, yeah. all, we all know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But then when you're leading people, um, when you say no to them on certain aspects, you know if they have a commitment to what they're doing or if they just have a really good interest. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a difference between interest and commitment. I heard, um, I don't know if you guys ever heard this motivational speaker, uh, Eric Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And Eric Thomas all, talks about a lot sometimes the difference between interest and commitment. Right. You know what I mean? When you're committed to something, saying no is very easy because you're committed to a goal. But here's something that I I found very interesting and my thought process is maturity is obviously saying no to the things you don't want to do um, for the sake of your time. Right. Because people usually say no for a few reasons. What a lack of relationship, a belief system or not having time. Right. Uh, Maybe maybe one or two sub other categories, but those really things. But when you really mature in something is when you say no to the things you actually want to do. For a commitment and something else, and I think as leaders, a lot of time being able to show people, our, our people or people that are on our teams, uh, the ability to say no to things you even want to do, like going to lunch with your with your, with your people, uh, because you are committed to something, it leads in a way that you has profound impact that you didn't even realize. You know what I mean?
1: I kind of came across uh, that whole just going to to lunch. Um, because I felt like I was trying to change my habits, you know what I mean. So yeah. I kind of use that as um, fuel to commit, and and then when options come across there, sometimes it's like a big to do, and I'm like, yeah, I go to lunch with you. You know what I mean? Right. So it makes that lunch very special to
0: to whoever we're going to lunch with too. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say because scarcity creates value. Yeah. yeah. So Sorry. when you're not available all the time, your influence becomes greater. Yep. And so that's, that's kind of uh, um, reverse psychology, though, right? And equally, I think this is much easier in a small organization or maybe when you have a smaller team because typically in that environment, you do get to know your people on maybe more of a personal level. And so, you know, for those of us that know Brandon well, knows that he works out at lunch, but on occasion... There may be something that I need to talk to him about, and that's the only time it's available. so if Brandon knows if I approach him about having lunch, it's probably not just because I'm lonely that day and need the company yeah, right yeah, yeah. because I know that i'm I'm interrupting something that maybe is a priority of his, so you know odds are if I'm asking, he can choose whether or not to grant that request, but he knows it's important um, and so I think that that's also important for your team to realize um the the things that you the things that you're doing and the the priorities that you have in place, so they they know it, on occasion whether or not those should be interrupted. Um, and there's certain things you got to have those hard no's on, right? Yeah. Working out at lunch may not be a hard no, but it it still could be a no most of the time. So, and to that, you know, if you do uh, have to talk to Brandon at lunch,
2: he knows this is something for real, right? Right. But he's going to also say in turn. When you're a leader, you say I, these are my times. I don't. I have one hour, right? So we have to be uh, uh, pretty cognizant of what that bleed time when that hour turns into an hour and a half or two hours, three hours, right? And now you've lost time because you've given. Just like you say, your daughter, right? If you tell your daughter no on something, if you're a parent, if you tell them no, you better stick to no, right? Because if that, because if you don't, moving forward, that no doesn't have nearly yeah. as much power, right? And I think the same way when you lead in anything,
1: your no has to be a no.
2: Right. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times we say no, but then we do yes. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I remember I used to um, just saying, all right, so saying yes was um, was uh, something I had to learn how to do. And then I was saying yes too much. You know what I mean? So I ha- I was saying yes because I, mo- I was looking for more opportunity. Um, so I was saying yes to like every little opportunity one year. I think, I, I think one year me and my, uh, my oldest daughters, I just said, you know, this year we're going to say yes to everything and, and see what happens, you know? And that year went good. We all end up doing new things and learning new things and, you know, building new relationships and things and, and stuff like that. Um, but it ended up being overwhelming when you're, you, you, you're you constantly committing to everybody. So I had to learn to say no. You know what I right. mean? So um there's power in both of them. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I just think the word no,
2: uh, although it's negative connotation, not actually negative. Too many people uh, associate it with bad stuff, right? But one thing about the word no is that it doesn't leave room for the mind to wonder. When people say yes,
1: its like opens up it opens right. you, yeah, yeah. you right. know
2: what I'm saying no is, is is one of the hardest words that you can say, um but I think one of the funny things about the word no is it in turn it actually helps build trust, sure, you know what i mean if you don't have to worry about my honesty levels if I'm willing also to tell you no right,
0: mm. and I think it's healthy, yeah, I mean I think if you've ever if you've ever talked to someone that maybe struggled with addiction, the ability to say no. Typically, change their life. Yeah. Um. And Brandon, to your second point of in regarding the art of saying no, um, the giving the option. Yeah. Um. I think that that's important. I I can tell you this for me personally. I usually don't struggle with no in my personal life. I got no, when especially Man. when it comes to my time. I I don't. You know. I I I. I don't necessarily worry about hurting your feelings, absolutely. But in business, man, I struggle. I'm there with you, bro. Um, <laughs> you, you know, if if you say yes to everybody that asks if you have a minute, at the end of the day, you typically don't have any more minutes. Um, you know, that kind of takes us back to what I said originally with the pastor and understanding your role. And so, um, but, but no, as but knowing you, but. But and I know
1: for uh, for me when I when I got and put in a position where I had to climb the ladder, I I wanted to say yes to the people up top. You know what I mean? I wanted to say yes because I wanted I want to show them that I'm more valuable than whatever the position is that I had in in the beginning. You know what I mean? Sure. But um, but then you you get overwhelmed because they you know sometimes some people abuse. Oh, you know, Brandon to do it, you know. You know what I'm saying? Um, just go ask Brandon, and it becomes overwhelming. Right. I can't even do what I'm here to do. Right. But you know what the funny part is? Even with an
2: uh, a upward relationship, I like to say, uh, the word no actually helps build a relationship. Yeah. Because it That's does open up it, open up it dialogue. Right. Like, you know, it just opens up dialogue. Uh, simple simple fact. This may be funny, but uh, we got a lizard in the office, Right. Somebody had called me and asked me to go get the lizard. My first response was, no. <laughs> Why? Yeah. For what? You get it if you want to get Yeah. But what that does is that sets a boundary, that people just can't come to you and just say, hey, I need you to do this, this, and then third. But I think the word no builds more relationships than it tears down. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: And I think, I think the option is even more important because I think there's a difference in how you say no when it's a no up the line or or down the line. (laughs) And so, you know, honestly, Brandon, if if I came to you and asked you to do something and your response was, could we, maybe it's a meeting, let's say, and it's at a certain time. Well, if your response to me was, um, hey, Drew, I want to have time to prepare. And more importantly, I want to be on my A game. And here's what I know about myself. Maybe that particular time is not when I'm most productive. So would you consider having this meeting at this time so I can do the best that I can possibly do at delivering whatever it is you're asking of me as a leader how could I not appreciate that because it's not he's not he's not telling me no but he is asking for me to make maybe a a, a grant an exception because of the fact that he's at, he wants to be able to deliver his best um where I think sometimes in a downline Maybe, maybe we feel like we don't always owe that explanation, but I, I think, I think a good leader still delivers it to some degree. And so, you know, to that, along those same lines is, um, when someone asks for that minute of your time, not always being available, but giving them the option. Um, and I think sometimes the meeting never ends up taking place, Right. Um, I think there's some value in figuring out what is the commitment level of the person that's asking something of you. So if you need a minute from me at four o'clock and I tell you I don't have time, but I can do tomorrow at 7 a.m., we're going to figure out how important whatever it is you needed. And and most of the time, it probably wasn't all that important. But if the commitment is at 7 a.m., I've got to uphold my end of the deal. And what I know is, is, there's there's some value in whatever it is they need from me, right?
2: Absolutely. And I, I think uh one of the that brings me back to something else that I saw. Um when you're a leader a lot of times you have a desire sometimes sometimes we fall into the 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 misconception that we have to please everyone that we're leading. You know, Oprah I, I saw Oprah um talking about it and she was calling it the disease to please. Yeah. <laughs> and that was powerful to me because if if I'm talking to someone um, or I'm leading someone. Um, trying to get them to 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 understand my plight. That's just it, it's hard. You know, what I mean, you just have your plight. But a lot of times we talk about knowing our people too, and we can often gauge the the difference between commitment and just a general interest right. in something by saying no, because yep. that person you say no to, if they really care about what's going on, they're gonna either one figure it out. Or come back to you when you ask them to. Right. The person who's just interested is gonna make excuses, complaints, or uh, reasons why they didn't get something done. You know what I mean? If I if I tell someone no, as they say, hey Sam, how do I uh, do XYZ? And I say, Well, I can't do that for you right now, but if you come back to me tomorrow at two, we can talk through it. The person who's really committed. It's going to say, okay, no problem. They're going to do one of two things.
0: They're going to figure it they're out. Gonna figure they're going to figure it
2: out, or they're going to be right there at 155 yeah. ready to talk about right. this situation.
0: And here's the thing, too, is as, as a leader, most of the time, when a member of your team figures something out on their own, that sticks. Absolutely. The quick answer that you give them because of the fact that maybe it's just because you've got more experience than they do, oftentimes doesn't stick near as long. And that question probably comes back around to you at some period in some period of time. Hmm. So I think it's okay as well to have categorical no's. Okay. The pastor had a categorical no of, I don't meet with people who are, re- are requesting my time on an individual basis, especially when maybe you, you don't know the purpose behind the meeting. Primarily because if he did, obviously that opens the door. Um, you know, Brandon, you mentioned, you know, maybe a categorical categorical no is is that I'm I'm not having yeah I'm not drinking any alcohol. Um and I think sometimes, you know, it's Sam to your point, the yes opens up the door and then there's a lot of unknowns in that. Um I think a lot of people shy away from those categorical no's because that takes that takes a lot more discipline, right? Yep. So call to action. Everybody has what I call a go time, a slow time, and a no time. Um, Go time meaning when you're most productive. Um, The reality is for most of us, that's only maybe a four, three, four, five hour time span. For some of us, it's in the morning. For some of us, it's midday. Some of us, it's late at night. Um, And I think as things have changed with COVID and more people are working remotely and virtually, Um, that's become more evident. Um, You know, I know for us, I get emails from members of our staff sometimes at like two in the morning. Maybe that's their go time. And traditionally before, they were never able to operate in that time. Um, If your go time is 2 a.m., then your life's a little easier. And what I mean by that is there's typically not near as many distractions at that hour. Maybe that's why. Maybe they strategically chose that time. But I would encourage you to prioritize what is your go time. What is the time that you're most effective at whatever it is you do? And during that time, you make a commitment to yourself that you're, only, you're not going to allow the distractions to come into play. You're not going to grant those, uh, those meetings that, don't, that are not directly tied to the priority that you have in place. But some of those meetings need to occur and so that's, I'd put them in that slow time category. And what I mean by that is it slow in that you're not unproductive, but it's not your peak performing hours. Um, Got it. You know, I, I think about it, you know, sometimes in the concept of an engine, right? An engine has a thermostat on our car. It runs at optimal efficiency at 180 degrees, let's say. It's not that it won't run a little below that or a little above that right? It's just not running as efficiently. So that's, that's your slow time. And so that's the time that you can grant some of those requests. Maybe you, maybe you do give a couple yeses during that slow time. Um, And then, then your no time, I think falls into two categories. One of that is a time that from a business standpoint, maybe that's a time that you're just not productive. So that's maybe Brandon not granting my request for a meeting because he just knows I can't be at my best at that time. Um, But I also think about, you can think about it from the standpoint of your personal life as well. Um, I struggle with this. I think the reality is most of us do. We live in a day and age where our business never really shuts off for the most part. I mean, you got email tied to your phone. Most of us are wearing a smartwatch. So it's buzzing you at seven o'clock in the evening when you should be with your child. And so some of that is creating that hard no um, meaning that you're going to turn work off during that time. Um, and, and some of th- that's, that's creating that priority of that family time. Um, I think it's important to, if you're married, you know, your spouse is no time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Absolutely. that, and that you honor that. Um, so, um, I think if you prioritize what you're trying to accomplish and break your schedule up in that time frame, you can be a lot more efficient Um, and ultimately have a better um, life balance, if you will. If you got 1% of value from this podcast, do us a favor. Like,
1: comment, share, subscribe. Tell your friend, tell your coworker. Until we meet again, lead one.